Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're so very happy that you were able to join us for the service tonight. The Lord has a very interesting message for us, and I believe that it will help us to grow as Christians and as believers and as citizens of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are an international, non-denominational, Protestant, Christian, Internet church. And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday and every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America. We also meet on Sundays as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So we welcome you in the name of the Lord, and we encourage everyone to join us in our chat room, and our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. And uh, when the page comes up, Across the banner at the top, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes, sign in using your name, one of the names that's on your birth certificate, and a greeting for the saints. And the saints that are in the chat room will respond to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you're using a cell phone, your procedure is very similar. Use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the top, you'll see three white dashes, three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines, and it will open up all the other links to you. And then you may follow those directions as well. Amen? Praise the Lord. You know, um, summer is quite warm here. (laughs) And I hope it's a little cooler where you are. Praise the Lord. It's a good thing to have a change, you know. Change brings about a lot of things that are good for us. It's not all worrisome and it's not all uh, annoying. Change brings a lot of things sometimes that are good for us. They may not seem good at the beginning, but as time passes and as the situation works itself out, we find out that these changes that have come about work for our good. And that's what God tells us that he will do, that he'll make the things, the situations, the events, that happen in our life, he'll make them to work out for our good. And so we should actually believe him and trust him. 
I'll say that again. We should actually believe him and trust him, knowing that if a situation appears to be uh, not as not what we would desire, that it's actually going to work out for our benefit in the end. Amen? We just want to thank the Lord for his goodness, for his mercy, and for his grace. Praise the Lord. We want to thank him for his goodness, his mercy, and for his grace. Because he is always watching out for us. He's always looking out for us. He's always doing what is in our best interest. Because sometimes we don't know what our best interest is. Amen? Amen. We think we do, but we don't. We're humans, and he is God. And he will work things out for our good. Amen. Praise God. And I hope that You've been immersing yourself in the scriptures and that your faith in the Lord is growing. Amen? I hope that you've been immersing yourself in the scriptures, applying them to your life. You know, it's wonderful to read the scriptures, but it's another thing to read them and then apply them to your life. That's where you get the maximum potential when it's actually applied to the life. That's what they're there for. They're there to change us. They're there to challenge us. They're there to correct us and to teach us. Amen? So we need to immerse ourselves in the Holy Scriptures because that's how God helps us to grow. When the Bible says to forgive, we must do that. We may not necessarily enjoy the process, but as we work through the process in obeying the scriptures, we gain spiritual strength in the Lord. Amen? We come out better at the end. So if you're a person who's a bit reluctant, To do what God says, I want to encourage you to do what God says. After all, he's God. He brought you into this earth for his purposes. It was his will, his desire to have you here. And at some point, we must learn to get our eyes off of self and what we want all the time and what we're looking for all the time. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. Amen? We need to remember that. Anytime you find yourself being the center of everything for too long, it's time to revisit humility. Amen? It's time to revisit humility. Amen. So let's remember that. And let's go before the Lord, our God, in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
We want to thank you for the grace and the power of humility. Humility brings us, Lord, to a proper estimation of ourselves. Not elevated, not abased, but a proper, fitting estimation of who we really are. It keeps us from lying to ourselves. It keeps us from deceiving ourselves. It keeps us out of pride. And pride is an abomination to the Lord. So, Lord, we want to thank you for that grace that helps us to realize that we are redeemed. We have been redeemed of the Lord. We've been born again into the kingdom of God's dear son. And so we're not who we used to be, but we still have a very human part to deal with. And the human part, Lord, is what's been giving most of us the problem. You've given us your power and authority and dominion over the demon. We're learning how to do that to your pleasing, Lord. But there's also this human part of us that has a tendency to go in directions that are not always desirable. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for bringing us back into line. Your word brings us back into line. Your word helps us to see. It focuses our eyesight. And it helps us to see Jesus as he really is, not necessarily the religious portrait that we have painted in our mind, but the real Jesus as he's presented in the scriptures. And as we learn about him and experience our relationship with him in our daily lives, we want to thank you, Father for the flowing of that grace. We ask you, Lord, to help us. Those of us that have spiritual pride, Lord, we ask you to lead us in paths of righteousness for your namesake. Thank you, Lord. Lead us in paths of righteousness for your namesake. We want to thank you, Lord, for bringing us to a conclusion that pleases you. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we rejoice in and thank you for all the promises of your word, which proclaim that we can know for sure that we are born again And we are scheduled to go to heaven when we leave this earth. Because we have confessed with our mouth the Lord Jesus and have believed in our heart that you raised him from the dead, we know, Lord, that you have saved us. It's no longer a matter of wishing so or thinking so or hoping so because it's a matter of knowing so based on your word. Thank you, Father. We know, Lord, that when we come to you, 
and we confess our sins. We ask you to forgive us. We tell, tell you that we want nothing further to do with the devil and his power. We only want the Lord Jesus' love. And we ask him to forgive us and to come live in our heart and be our Lord and personal Savior for the rest of our lives, that our lives have changed forever. It may not seem so outwardly immediately, but inwardly nothing is the same. We want to thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We have heard your word and have believed in Jesus Christ. Now we have everlasting life. We shall not come into condemnation. You have brought us from death to life. Thank you, Lord God. By your grace, we have been saved not through our own efforts at all. We want to thank you for your gift of salvation. We are now crucified with Christ. Yes, nevertheless we live, yet it is not we who live, but Christ who lives within us. And the life we now live in the flesh We live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. In Christ Jesus, Father, we have become your child. Thank you for adopting us into your family. Now we know that we are saved beyond all shadow of doubt. We will fight the good fight of faith, Lay hold on eternal life to which you have called us. Amen. And profess a good profession before all. We will hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering because we know that you are faithful with all your promises. Thank you for enabling us to be born again, dear Father. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just give you the praise, Father. We give you the glory. We want to thank you, Lord, for our salvation. We have grown so much since then, and we come to know you better. I've always said, Lord, that it doesn't make much sense to say, oh, I want to go to heaven. But then you don't know anything about the God of heaven. We need relationship and not according to our own imagination. It must be based on truth. It must be based on your word. So, Father, we want to thank you that you've blessed us here at Miracle Richly with relationship with you. Who would want to come to heaven and have no idea of who it is they're going to spend eternity with? 
thought. That's a thought. Amen. Who would want to say, I want to spend all of eternity, eternity is a very long time, in heaven, and you know absolutely, positively nothing about the God of heaven. We need to spend some time coming to know and to understand and to reverence better the God that we want to spend eternity with. Amen? Amen. As we learn of you, Lord, our enthusiasm and our anticipation of coming home to be with you grows. And also, that expectancy gives us hope for others. When we witness to them, they hear of the love relationship that we have with you. When we tell them about what the scriptures say, when we encourage them to live a life that pleases you, they see our dedication to you and your faithfulness to us. So, Lord, we want to thank you, growth and growth pain. Amen? We want to thank you for growth and growth pain. We want to thank you for teaching us that we have a comforter when things become uncomfortable. God, the Holy Spirit, is our comforter, and he has come to comfort us. We are never left here alone, never alone, never alone. You promise never to leave us nor forsake us. You will never abandon us. So we thank you, Lord that we have that confidence in you, that you will always be here for us, always looking out for us, always helping us, always loving us, always bringing us back to the right path, the path of righteousness. Amen? Bringing us back to the right path, the path of righteousness. Amen. The path of righteousness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Father, for the armor of God. We want to thank you that we have armor to put on. The world doesn't have armor. They have all these false fronts. But we have true armor supplied by God himself. We want to thank you for the armor. We want to thank you for the power that comes with the armor. We want to thank you, Lord, that every aspect of our lives has been provided for already. It was done before the foundation of the world. So when we have a need, there is a provision there for us. Sometimes we must wait a little, but it's there to believe you and trust you, not be stressful nor anxious, but just follow your lead because the provision is there. Thank you, Lord. You've thought of it all ahead of time. And what we need, you provide. 
everything we need, you've already provided. You just say that we must come to you and believe that we receive when we ask in Jesus' name. And you'll take care of it. So, Father, if we've asked you to lead us and guide us in paths of righteousness, if we've asked you to order our steps, because the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, we should be well assured that you will keep your word, the promise you made to us, and you will do just that. We should be confident that you are leading us Every step of the way. Well, Pastor, what if something happens unexpected? What 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 if something I, I wasn't expecting to happen just pops up? Well, God has to train you somehow. He has to train you somehow. You're a soldier in the army of the Lord. You gotta get trained, you know. God knows about the pop up. He knows you're prepared to deal with the pop-up, and he knows you need to develop some more trust and faith in the word. So, pop-up, lean on the word. That's what we do. We lean heavy on the prince of peace because he's our peace when problems pop up. He's our peace when problems pop up. And as long as we are on this planet, problems will pop up. But he is our peace. He himself is our peace. When problems pop up, rely on the prince of peace. Amen? When you need comfort, Holy Spirit, you're my comforter. I need comfort, sir. That's how it works. That's how it works. But you do have to open your mouth and say something. Amen? You do have to open your mouth and tell the Lord what you want, what you need, what you desire, how much you love him, how much you worship him, how much you adore him how much you thank him and are grateful. Amen? Amen. He'll take care of it. But you don't know these people I live with. He does. He knows. And he cares. He knows. Trust him. But you don't know what they say. Yes, he does. He knows what they're going to say and how it's going to agitate you before they say it. Yes, he does know. And he still loves you and cares for you. And he wants you to put on display his character in you. His character. Not the way you always have acted and, you know, all those other fleshly reactions. His character. Humble yourself. And allow his character to come through. Amen? Amen. So we want to thank you, Lord. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is close unto all them that call upon him. 
and that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. Amen? Amen. We must decrease that he might increase. You know, some of us have this tendency to walk around with issues, you know, and it's starting to get to be kind of stressful with the issue. Well, he encourages us to cast our care upon him. You weren't made to carry around all the issues of life. Your shoulders aren't that big. You weren't designed to do it that way. So learn to successfully cast your care on the Lord. He loves you. He stands ready to help you. But you can't be, I do it myself. You can't have that attitude. No, the cares of life will crush you if you don't learn to cast your cares on the Lord. Amen? The cares of life are designed to crush you. So, learn what the Lord is teaching you to cast every care upon him and to allow him to work it out for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. We bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, all evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders. We cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name, and we bind every form of godliness which is denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places, we release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the bush and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to a strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, reinforcing demons. We bind all the reinforcing devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We put them into the spiritual cage. We put all of their reinforcing evil back upon them in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for your judgment against them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We bind all the sources of witchcraft attack, and we return the attacks on to the heads of the devil that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, watching, peeps, whisperers, familiar, electronic, digital, technology demons, and all of their attacks, Leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing and kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits, their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, drone and whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer and their attacks, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalice upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, all 5G and components, everything coming from outer space, from the cell light, from the cell towers, and through our devices. We bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all targeted radio frequencies, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind forced feedback, cyber-stalking, cyber-sex, cyber-sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, European, North American, South American, Chinese, Japanese, Russian, Ukrainian, every devil in the name of Jesus Christ, Islander, global cabal, covens of witches, warlocks, and wizards, and necromancers, and divinators, in Jesus' name, we bind you all. We bind indigenous a witchcraft in Jesus' name, tribal witchcraft in the name of Jesus. We bind it all. We put it all into the spiritual cage, even the reinforcers in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' holy name. We bind Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. We bind all Morgellons attacks. And we return every attack to the sender. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave and radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. 
We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedication, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind the formation of bullflies and other demonic insects. We bind demonic lizards in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind our spiders in their webs. Trapping them in their own webs, we bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts science, uh, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. Thank you, Lord. We bind mammon in his agent. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over long COVID symptoms in the name of Jesus. Symptoms that people say that they have had for a period of time since they were attacked by the COVID uh, bioweapon in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Father, for the cessation of all such symptoms in any member of Miracle Outreach Ministries in Jesus' name. We bind those symptoms. Every one of those, Father, we bind them. In the name of Jesus, we send them into the spiritual cage and back where they came from, in the name of Jesus. They have no right to attack us. The Bible says no plague shall come nigh our dwelling. We take authority, dominion, and power over all plagues that are attacking our bodies, in the name of Jesus. We bind every single plague attacking our bodies in any way, in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return it to the sender in Jesus' holy name. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender 
all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website. We take authority, dominion, and power over trolling spirits, demons that troll. They follow individuals to the website, and they attack the entry. We ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, to eliminate all such spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. This ministry belongs to you. It literally belongs to you. And we thank you for your governance, and we thank you for your protecting power over this ministry, Father, in Jesus' holy name. We lift up persons, Lord, in this ministry that are being attacked with flu symptoms, cold symptoms, allergy symptoms, sinus symptoms, um, uh, what was called COVID symptoms, any symptoms, because, Jesus, you became sin for us, and you took every symptom on the cross. So we take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus over symptoms, symptoms of whatever. We break their grip and hold in our lives in Jesus' name. We break their grip and hold in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Forbid them to continue. We bind them in the name of Jesus. We chain them with eternal chains unto darkness. We ask you, Father, to uproot them out of our lives in the name of Jesus. We ask you to eliminate them, to remove them as far away from us as east is from west. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father, and thank you for answering our prayer in the name of Jesus. We take authority over malaise, over just feeling not so great. We bind that in the name of Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift Dagmar. Ruka Harisi and her son before you. Runga de Brisha de Okorikia. Rike de Brisha de Yosunda Rabroca de Rike de Brisha. Rula de Yasa, Rukuturo Brisha de Yada, Rukuriki. Rike de Brisha de Yosunda Rabrika de Yosola de Yasa. Father, we thank you for honoring our prayers on their behalf in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. We ask you, Lord, to make their lives better according to your will, your plan, and your purpose, in Jesus' holy name. Send back all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, and whatever else they send in Jesus' name, along with all Nigerian and tribal witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. We send back all Chaldean witchcraft, wherever it comes from, all Spanish witchcraft, And we are breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. We are binding all superficial religious acts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient art, mystic ritual. 
Runga de Father, we thank you for healing us of all trauma. Oh, Rekita. In which we overreact in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we lift up to you our medical reports in the name of Jesus. Our medical reports. We look forward, Lord, to a better report than we've ever had before. In Jesus' name. Whatever the report is now, we thank you for an improved report in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. So whatever is a good report, Father, we will think on these things. Father, if in our wanderings here on this planet, as humans, we inadvertently open a door to the enemy. Lord, we ask that you bring it to our attention so it can be resolved immediately. In Jesus' name. I cover, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we cover all the chinks in all of our armor with the blood of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the blood. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, and any hurricane, any tropical storm, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind make-believe, fantasy, vain imagination, fables, enchantments, la-la land, in the name of Jesus. Deliver us all, Father, from la-la land, in Jesus' name. We bind false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We thank you, Lord, for your protection of our lives in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents, his death roll. We cut off his seven heads in the name of Jesus Christ. We strip him of his armor in the name of Jesus Christ, those demonic scales. And we chain him with eternal chains under darkness, put him in the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached 
your idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, mind control. We bind every form of mind control in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every form of mind control in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're under mind control, you need to be in agreement in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you deliver all the members of Miracle Outreach Ministry of mind control. All the members of Miracle Internet Church of mind control. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We bind apathy, unyielding, nature worship. Contrariness in the name of Jesus. We bind disobedience in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali. All gods and goddesses, whoever they may be. Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities. Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. And we chain them in eternal chains and darkness, send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their affliction to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual rite Ceremony, bow, pledge, tax, connection in the name of Jesus Christ and that of the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, and Freemasonry in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals in the name of Jesus. We return their affliction to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride, insanity, work of error, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. Amen? We bind being misled. The Bible says that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. But that's when the sons of God follow the Spirit of God. We return and loose all the retaliation of the enemy upon his own head, according to the Scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads 
as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We bind the rituals of every secret society in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. And in guarding our hearts, Father, we don't come unhinged when problems pop up. We don't come unhinged when problems pop up. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are being persecuted wherever they are and those that were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Thank you, Lord. We need salvation. Thank you, Lord. We need thee every hour. Oh, precious Lord. Ah, we need thee every hour. Yes, we do, Lord. We need you every hour. We cannot afford to go through life as though you don't exist. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous. We need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. We need thee every hour. Stay thou nearby. Temptations lose their power when thou art not. We need thee every hour in joy or pain. Come quickly and abide, or life is vain. We need thee every hour, most holy one. Oh, make me thine indeed, thou blessed son. We need the Lord. And we need to feel comfortable expressing that need to the Lord, telling him that we do indeed need him. Amen? Because you see, when you keep it to yourself, that's pride. That's a form of pride. That's a form of saying, I I can make it. I, I got this. No, you don't. No, you don't. And you know you don't. And if you don't know it, 
you'll soon discover that. We need the Lord every second of every minute of every day. We need him, and we need to tell him that we need him. Amen? We need to tell him. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We cover our mode of transportation with the blood of Jesus. We cover whatever is before us as we travel with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, day, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, any dreams, indigestion dreams. We bind them, too, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them all. Amen. Anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away from us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the wall of fire that protects us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for the angels that you surround us with. We thank you for praising angels. We thank you for linking shields in Jesus' name from the angels of God. We pull out, Father, all fiery darts, pins. Now, if you've been getting stuck with something, Somebody's doing witchcraft. Okay? Pull that pen out. Literally. Take your little fingers, go to the spot, pinch and pull out and throw it back to the devil. Amen? We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, anything sent to us from the witchcraft realm in Jesus' name. We burn and destroy all silver cords and ley lines, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm in Jesus' name. Now you say, Pastor, you say that all the time. It's because without thinking about it, we come into agreement with things we ought not because sometimes it's just ignorant. Sometimes you're in a conversation and somebody says something and you go, uh-huh. And when you did, you came into agreement, but you don't necessarily know what you really came in agreement with. Amen? So pastor's going to always say that. Amen? Praise God. So we destroy. Weapons of warfare that come against us in the name of Jesus. We tear down and destroy walls of protection, shields of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, satanists, nanotechnology, globalists, shamans, sorcerers, divinators, and such. And we break the power of all the curses, love spells, charms, vexes, hexes, fetishes, Bewitchments, potions, jinxes, witchcraft, mind control, brain frequency meditation, sickness, destruction, pain, torment, psychic warfare, incantations, incense and candle burning, chanting, ungodly blessings, hoodoo, crystal, root work, and everything, including tribal rituals and sins, being sent to us from the demonic realm. You know, sometimes there are people who are Christians and have not been taught properly, and they want to see a certain 
event or situation come to pass in your life. But from your perspective, you are against that situation or event. But they are going to continue to pray for God to do it because that's what they think you ought to have. That's wrong. See, our prayers are supposed to line up with the will of God. So you use your prayer language. You don't try to manipulate people using your prayer. Amen? You don't try to manipulate folks and twist their lives around according to your opinion or your desire. No, you hand the person to the Lord. You hand the situation to the Lord, and you pray in your prayer language, and you let God handle it. Amen? Because it may be that God is not in agreement with what you want. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, what if they don't want to be saved? God already knows that. (laughs) You're not giving him any news. You ask God to save their soul. You you make a direct request to the Lord because you know that to be his will to save their soul. Amen? You know that. The scriptures tell you that, that God would have all men to be saved. So God's in agreement. There you have it. There you are. God knows how to handle everything. They're being belligerent, handed to the Lord. Hand it to the Lord. Don't try to carry it around and walk around in a huff. That's not going to get anybody saved. Praise God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we return to Satan all these spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, sorcery, wizardry, death, death, blindness, bondage, thing that you didn't send us, Lord. All these lying devils that keep showing up, we send them back to Satan. Why? Because they're his. They're not yours, and so they're not ours. We thank you, Lord, for showing us people that we should bring to you and ask you to save their souls. Amen? People that we should bring to you Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, each of us knows someone who ought to be saved. So right now, Lord, we're going to ask you to save that person's soul. So, Father, right now we hand that person to you and their spiritual and eternal destiny back to you. We ask you, Father, for the Holy Spirit to work with them, We ask you to save their soul, and we trust you, Lord, to work out their lives according to your wisdom. In Jesus' name, we forbid Satan to attempt to take them off the face of this earth before God finishes working with them. In Jesus' holy name, and we say amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Lord. See? Amen. Let's see, where am I? Oh, yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You know, 
Brother Marshall has told us, you know, he shared with us how his family tried to get him saved. And it didn't matter what they did. He didn't get it. But they didn't stop praying, you see. They didn't stop praying. He said, well, I drug him off to this church, but it didn't help. Well, you never know who's in that church, you know. It could be a witch, yes, but it might be an intercessor of the Lord. And the Lord says, see that person right there? I want you to pray for him because I'm going to save him. Ah, amen. So bring them up on miracle. Bring them up. Bring them up. You can do that. You can encourage them to come up and listen. They might get convicted. They might eventually get saved. But at least they will have heard the gospel in their lives one time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, Father, this is the season for the devil to try to stir up hurricanes, tropical storms, and all kinds of weather issues. We take authority, dominion, and power over the manipulation of the weather from the satellites in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind it in the name of Jesus and put it under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over every tropical storm, every tropical depression, potential hurricane, every hurricane that has been released by the globalists in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. And we break its grip and hold. We bind the angel in the whirlwind, the demonic angel in the whirlwind in Jesus' name. We chain that angel in the name of Jesus Christ, and we ask you, Father, to put it in the spiritual cage and do with it what is right in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You see, people mostly come into the kingdom because somebody's praying for them. Amen. God's got to work on them his way. So tonight our featured psalm is Psalm 96. And our verse for meditation is Psalm 98. Verse 1 through 2. Really? Psalm 98. I passed it. Verse 1 and 2. Sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Our featured e-book that somebody needs to read because God keeps giving it to me to, to, to tell you about. The spirit of lust, flesh, and demons work together. So there's something there for you to learn. The link is in the chat room, and God will help you. Amen? So tonight, saints, we're going to talk about a dwelling of God. A dwelling of God. But first, let me, 
Let me say this. Saints, the messages brought forth in this ministry will cause change in your life. There are churchgoers who have not given up their worldliness. Their ears are tickled by a worldly message. That message is not a delivering message nor a faith-building word, though it may entertain you. Let me make this clear. Jesus Christ did not die on the cross to entertain you, but rather to save your soul. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus did not die to entertain you. There's this entertaining message out there. And it it brings with it a false Holy Spirit. Amen? It's not the real Holy Spirit. Oh, I just feel, and I warned you all about wallowing in your feelings. It will get you in trouble. Oh, but I feel. Uh Uh-huh. No, Jesus did not hang on the cross going, oh, I feel. No, he didn't. Amen? No, he didn't. So let me tell you about your feelings. They can take you right to hell. There you have it, plain and simple. Amen? So ever since Adam fell, God has been searching for a suitable abode or dwelling place in this world a place of rest, a residence for his spirit. Through the centuries of God's dealings with mankind, God has in the past chosen temporary places, temporary places. Temporary? Yep, they're temporary. Yep, quite temporary they were. That's right. When God visited the children of Israel in the wilderness and audibly declared to them his Ten Commandments, ah, really? Yeah, we're going to look at that for a minute. Let's roll over to Exodus 24 right quick. Let's let's turn to Exodus. Everybody knows where Exodus is. It's in the Old Testament at the beginning of the Bible. And most Bibles come with a table of contents. They'll tell you in short order what page it starts on. So we're going to Exodus chapter 24. We're going to begin with verse 1 when you join me there. Amen? We're going to talk about this a little bit because I want you to see something. I want you I want you to get a good a good a good view of this. Amen. Exodus. I want you to see this for 
yourself. Mm-hmm. Exodus chapter 24, beginning with verse 1. And he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord thou and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. And Moses alone shall come near the Lord, but they shall not come near, neither shall the people go up with him. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments and ordinances, and all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which the Lord hath said, we will do. That's right. We've said that to the Lord too, and we need to keep our word. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and rose up early in the morning and builded an altar under the hill and 12 pillars according to the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the children of Israel, which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen unto the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, All that the Lord hath said we will do. And be obedient. I want you to see that. In verse 7, the people said that what the Lord said, they will do and be obedient. We've said that to the Lord too. We need to keep our word. Amen? And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant, which the Lord hath made with you concerning all these words. Then went up Moses and Aram and Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel. Now pay attention, church. Verse 10, and they saw the God of Israel. They saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of a sapphire, as it were, the body of heaven in its clearness. That When you're talking about gems, they talk about cloudiness. They talk about occlusion. They talk about things that keep you or hinder you seeing all the brilliance of the stone. Well, this passage says that that paved work 
that looked like a huge sapphire stone, clear. No occlusion. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw God. Also, they saw God and did eat and drink. And Moses said, and the Lord said unto Moses, to me into the mount and be there. And I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written. God wrote these, that thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua, and Moses went up into the mount of God. And he said unto the elders, Tarry ye here for us until we come again to you. And behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. Amen. Amen. I wanted to make sure that you understood that they got to see God. The scriptures declare it. Amen. So the glory of the Lord abode. It took up residence upon Mount Sinai. The presence of the Lord came down. Later on, when the tabernacle was finished and fully erected in Exodus chapter 40, verse 35, Amen. It reads this way. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation. We've talked about this tent in the of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. So here we've already seen God's presence atop Mount Sinai. And again, we see the presence of the Lord in the tent of the congregation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 9, verse 17. Numbers chapter 9, verse 17. Are you there, church? Numbers chapter 9, verse 17. And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, 
Then, after that, the children of Israel journeyed, and in the place where the cloud abode or found its resting place, there the children of Israel pitched their tent. So you see, God wasn't all off somewhere that they couldn't relate to him. He lived with them right there in their midst. So where we get this idea down here, that God is way off somewhere, no, he's inside of you. Amen. He's not way off someplace you can't reach him. His telephone line is not busy. He doesn't have a pre-recorded message. He doesn't have a beep. He's always ready to hear from you. So treat him with that level of respect and awe and cherishing. Amen? Treat him that way. There were other objects and structures beside Mount Sinai and the tabernacle in the wilderness that God chose as a temporary residence. Among them are a burning bush. You heard about that. You know that God came down in a burning bush that didn't burn. That's how he got Moses' attention. All right. Then there was the pillar of fire by night. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt and went into the wilderness, then there was the cloudy pillar by day. Then there was the rock in the wilderness that gushed forth water that they needed. Then there was the Ark of the Covenant. Now you know that Hollywood made all the money it could off the Ark of the Covenant. That's Hollywood. But the Bible is quite another plan. Then there was the tabernacle of David. David brought the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. And there was the tabernacle of Solomon. So you see, God tried out all of these temporary residences as it suited him. No matter how simple or how elegant they may have been, none of these proved to be permanent, though. They were temporary. God eventually moved out, or else the place of residence and dwelling was forsaken, stolen, destroyed, lost in the annals of history, or simply cease to exist. It would be reasonable to determine 
that God was not satisfied with a temporary dwelling place. Saying, neither a bush or other plant could inherit God's divine nature. There was no cactus. There was no tree. There was no bush that could inherit God's divine nature. A rock could not express the depth of his love. A tabernacle or temple made with hands could not manifest the gift or the fruit of his spirit. So you see, God found these temporary dwellings to be unsatisfactory. Amen? Amen. That's the way God looked at it. Only a human being is suitable to fulfill any of these precious privileges for only mankind has been created in the image of God. Only mankind has been created in the image of God. So you see, it's a great insult to the Lord for people to talk about human beings as though they are animals because they are not animals. They're human, made and created in the image and likeness of God. It's also a travesty for people to destroy what God has made. Amen. The Bible says of Jesus Christ and of the rest of us that God prepared a body for him, paired body. And at some point, God releases the soul and spirit into that body. It's a travesty to destroy what God has created and begun. It is obvious by his his continuing the process that he wants it to go on, that he wants to be born and inhabit the cities of the earth. Amen? We need to remember that. Amen. Only a human being is suitable to fulfill any of these precious privileges. For only mankind has been created in the image of God. Humans are not gorillas. They're not apes and they're not beasts. And they should never be thought of, spoken of, or treated in that fashion. Amen? Praise the Lord. 
under the old will and testament, being in a fallen and sinful state, mankind could not legally be indwelt by God. Under the old will and testament, mankind being in a fallen and sinful state could not be legally indwelt by God. The Holy Spirit from time to time would temporarily move upon certain chosen and honored individuals but would not abide within them on a constant basis. Mm. So let's look at Judges chapter 6, verse 34. Judges chapter 6, verse 34. Judges chapter 6, verse 34. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. That's what we need to know. All right, let's go to Judges chapter 11, verse 29. Judges chapter 11, verse 29. Judges chapter 11, verse 29. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. So see, during that dispensation, that period of time, the Spirit of the Lord came upon people. Go to chapter 14, verse 6. Judges, chapter 14, verse 6. Judges, chapter 14, and verse 6. Now, this scripture is talking about our old friend. We've talked about him a lot. Amen? We have talked about this particular gentleman a lot. Amen. Let me turn to the right page. That would help us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All righty. Okay. So in Judges chapter 14, verse 6, we're going to talk for about a second about Samson. We've talked about Samson before. And in verse 6 it says, the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, came mightily upon him. Amen. Well, what was he doing? Well, okay. I'll go up to verse 5. Then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath, and behold, 
a young lion roared against him. Verse 6, and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid or a goat. And he had nothing in his hand, but he told not his father or his mother what he had done. During that time, all through the Old Testament, the spirit of the Lord would come upon people for God's purposes to be fulfilled. Amen. That's the way. Amen. That's the way it is. A redemption, cleansing, and restoration had to take place first. For this call, accomplish this purpose, Jesus Christ was born. God revealed himself to men many times under the old will and testament. However, much like the dove from Noah's ark, which found no rest for the sole of her foot, so God found no resting place and no place in which permanently reside. When Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, the following was spoken of him. Please join me at the Gospel of John, Chapter 1. The Gospel of John, Chapter 1, New Testament, beginning with verse 32. The Gospel of John, Chapter 1, beginning with verse 32. Amen. I'll give you a second to get this. Praise God. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning with verse 32. And John bare records saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove. He didn't say the Spirit of God is a dove, okay? And it abode upon him. He descended from heaven like a dove. If you've ever watched a dove land anywhere, that's what he's saying. And it abode upon him, and I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So then, saints, the one who would become the first permanent abode or the first permanent residence of the Holy Ghost in this world would then 
have the ability and the authority to pass such on a supreme blessing to others. I'll say it again. So then, the one who would become the first permanent abode or resident of the Holy Ghost in this world would then have the ability and the authority to pass such a supreme blessing to others, having received the gift of the Spirit, the Son of God could then give this gift away. Amen? All of this was made possible because of his cleansing, redeeming, sin-blotting out blood that he would shed on Calvary for us. All of this was made possible because of his cleansing, redeeming, sin-blotting out blood that he would shed on Calvary for us. The Bible says in the Gospel of John, chapter 7, the Gospel of John, chapter 7, beginning with verse 38. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, beginning with verse 38. He that believeth on me, speaking of Jesus, as the scripture hath said, of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Those of you that have experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking uh, in another language, speaking in tongues, you've experienced this. Verse 39, but this spake he of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen. So, saints, Jesus had to be crucified, buried, and experienced experience death for us all in order for us to be freed from the curse of death. Remember Adam and Eve in the garden? God told them that if certain things happened, they would surely die. Well, they passed that curse right on to us. You know, just like your biological Uh, Parents pass on certain things. Well, that's how that happened. Then the Son of God had to be resurrected and glorified in order for us to be raised to life. All of this was necessary that we might become his spiritual temple, his dwelling place on earth. Jesus willingly submitted to the cross and was then laid to rest in the tomb. 
he could rest in hope. Well, how is that? For he knew that he would be resurrected. How do you know that? Because it says so in Psalm 16. That's how I know. It says so. In Psalm 16, beginning with verse 9, Jesus knew that he would be resurrected, that his his father would resurrect him. He knew it. He knew the power of God would come and resurrect him. He knew it. Psalm 16, beginning with verse 9. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. You put me in a tomb, I'm going to rest in hope. For thou will not leave my soul in hell. Jesus had to go down there to hell and take the keys from the devil. Aren't you glad you didn't have to? Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Praise the Lord. Jesus also knew that he would be able to breathe and release his presence into the life of his disciples. Remember in John, we're still in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, Jesus has died, they buried him, he's resurrected, he's appeared uh, to Mary and the others at the gravesite, he sent a message to tell the disciples that he's going to meet them. All right, all of this. Let's go there. John chapter 20. You know, Jesus was busy. You know, me, after all of that work he he went through and being raised from the dead, I would have been trying to catch a nap, but not Jesus. No, he's busy. Amen. He's busy all the time, too. All right. I'm going to start. Where am I going to start, Lord? I'm going to start at verse 15. I'm in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, and I'm going to go back to verse 15. Jesus Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Now, this is at the tomb. Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary, turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Jesus was busy. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that 
he had spoken these things unto her. Verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, okay, the doors were not open, they were closed and locked, okay, to tell you the truth, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Verse 22, And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. So, knew that he would be able to breathe and release his presence into the lives of his disciples. And that's what that scripture shows you. This is the restoration of what Adam lost in the garden. And one of the main reasons for the bringing in of the new covenant unto us, under the old will and testament, God's dwelling places were always eventually forsaken. So under the new covenant, Jesus promises those who are his, the blessing of Hebrews 13, verse 5. The blessing of Hebrews 13, verse 5. And he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Why? Because our bodies have become the temple of the Holy Ghost. Our bodies have become the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He dwells in this temple. Amen. In 1 Corinthians, it says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. You can't do just anything to your body you want to do because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You can't run around having any and everything injected in you because you heard somebody say that you ought to. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. Amen? Saints, we have a better covenant based on better promises. Amen? We have a better covenant based on better promises. 
So God doesn't have a temporary residence anymore. He has our bodies. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen? And we need to treat it as such. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, I'm I'm hoping you understood that message. And if not, you can always recast it. I'm sure you'll get it. Amen? Amen. I want to read to you, saints, a testimony that I got from one of us. A testimony. Amen. From one of the members of Miracle Internet Church on the armor of God. At home and when I'm driving to work to my cleaning job, I have a testimony about using my talent that the Lord gave me and not burying it in the ground. And not burying it in the ground. At work, I pray for a terrier dog named Larry that I thought was going to die that day when I was there to clean the house. But when I was there, I saw Larry in that condition. And I knelt down to her and gently stroked and patted her head to comfort her and prayed in the name of Jesus to be healed. I went to the counter and put a little oil on my fingers and put a little oil on the top of her head. After that, she was so comforted and fell peacefully asleep. She had a large tumor on her side, on the middle area of her body, and I prayed also and commanded it to dissolve. And now it's about half the size of a tennis ball instead of a regular tennis ball. Amen? I cleaned there biweekly, and I didn't think the dog was going to make it, by the way. It looked. But I prayed in faith that Larry would be healed in Jesus' name. And so the next time I came to clean, Larry did not die or look like she was going to, but was walking around normal, happy, and healed. Hallelujah and praise God. The King of kings and the Lord of lords most high. Then the next dog that was healed is a dog named Buddy, and Buddy's companion dog's name is Lacey. They were both hunting dogs. Buddy was sick and not eating anything. As I was working, I prayed and said, In the name of Jesus, I command Buddy to be healed. And throughout the day, 
and weeks, I continued to believe for Buddy's healing. I worked there once a month. Now he is eating again and has gained his weight back and is playing, walking, and running again with his companion dog, Lacey. Thank you for your ministry praying for me. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, saints, we talked about the other day during church about not hiding our talents in the ground. Amen. And believe it or not, I just got this letter for this saint saying that she didn't do that. She's got her talent out that God gave her, and she's using it to change the lives of not only dogs, but eventually it's going to work to some people too. Amen? If she hasn't already. So see there? Don't sit there on that talent acting like God doesn't live in you. He did. Come inside you. He does want you to have faith in him. And he's expecting you to allow him to use the gift that he's given to you. Amen? Amen. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. Just praise the Lord. We have some wonderful testimonies. Let's get started. We have some more to add to that. Maxine, she has a praise report. My daughter was going to work, and a man ran a stoplight and hit her car and totaled it. Thank God she only had minor injuries. Praise God that there were no fatalities. God is faithful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amori has a praise report. Heavenly Father, I give you praise for taking my fears away. I admit I was afraid to check my grades for my screen classes, but I felt that I didn't do so well. Could not find out. Come to find out, I passed all my classes except for one. But moving forward, I'm determined to receive all A's for the upcoming semesters. And one day, I took my dogs for a walk on a trail, which was on the side of the highway. Later that night, it stormed. The next day, I was under the unction of the Holy Ghost to go back to the same part of the location. To my surprise, I found my debit card laying on the ground where I previously parked the day before. Praise the Lord. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, card would have been lost during the storm. I would have not known. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Now, James has a testimony. Glory to God. I want to personally thank the leadership for the ministry of MIC and MOM for introducing me to the real Jesus and teaching me what is required to become a disciple of Christ. Now, and more than ever, I realize to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ is more than just giving mental assent that he is the son of God. I understand now that millions do that and aren't saved. When the scripture speaks of one believing, it simply means that one accepts who Jesus is, who is the son of God and what he has done. And in turn refers to him dying on the cross, taking our place in order that we might be saved. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. And Kevin has a 
praise report, Lord, I confess my wrong beliefs. I've been believing that I was weak, childish, underdeveloped, and incapable if I needed to do those good and wonderful things taught to me by you and pastor just to get be able to get by each day. I see that binding and loosening prayers, confession prayer, job prayer, warfare prayer, dream protocol, chat room, prayer room, praying in the spirit, etc., are all there to build me up and make me stronger. And it doesn't mean I'm a loser or prophetic or less of a man, husband, father, or employee because I need them. Please forgive me, Lord. I was childish. Praise you, Lord. You're breaking through to all of us. Dana has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love, faithfulness, and provision. I'm taking some needed time off from work without pay, and the Lord provided me the resources to ensure that I'm able to pay my bills. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Joanne has a praise report. Lee has no sign of AFib per the cardiologist. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And after praying with Lee, he finally saw the one thing that I've been trying to tell him about that concerns me with that person. He finally got one element of what I've been saying. It's huge because this has been ongoing. Praise you, Lord. You broke through the lead. And Noel has a praise report. My husband became overwhelmed with various big things going on in his life. By allowing himself to get and remain offended, he opened the door to some wicked spirits that hate me. Our house was divided for one week. I kept speaking the truth and standing up against the devil, and though that I got to see sin and weakness in myself. I reached out to pastor asking for some advice on how to battle. And though she hadn't yet replied that night during church, my husband and therefore our family was restored to peace and truth. The, the sermon that night was totally appropriate for our situation to pride, fears, and self-indulgence, making us incompetent for the battle. When Pastor Sabrina did reply to my email, it was better than I could have asked. Though her Holy Spirit answered a longstanding question I have had about being in my rightful lane. Praise God. Gina has a praise report. Thank you, Pastor Sabrina, Brother Bill, Brother Marshall, for your care and prayers. Thank you for MIC. The Lord is teaching me how to like myself where I am. I'm learning to look at myself in the mirror and accepting who I am. There's a refreshment in my residence. At the same time, friends are cleaning and giving me things. Colors I never liked are uplifting my soul. I'm writing, I'm ridding my place of dark colors, clothing, etc. Thank you for your prayers. I am grateful. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Dana has a praise report. Praise the Lord for his mercy and grace. Today, I had so much enjoyment driving on a road where I encountered significant warfare in previous years. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Yolanda has a praise report. Yesterday, I 
brought my car to the body shop for repairs. I was involved in a collision two years ago. Today, and my prayer and patience, the day finally arrived to get my car fixed. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your divine intervention and divine timing. And the other driver has accepted responsibility, and his insurance company is paying for the repairs and rental now. That's not the hand of God. I don't know what is. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Lena has a praise report. Praise the Lord. My mother-in-law today reports from the primary doctor. All is well. Thank you, Pastor Sprint, Brother Bill, Brother Marshall, and all the saints for coming in agreement. Praise you, Lord Jesus. She has been healed. Thank you, Lord. Her heartbeat went from 190 down to normal. Praise you, Lord Jesus. AK has a praise report lately. I have been seeing what a great treasure my parents are. Wow. Especially my father in terms of listening to me and my mother in being patient and generous. If children are a gift from God, parents surely must be. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Marcelina has a praise report. I thank the Lord that LL has been accepted and transferred into the evidence-based program as requested. Thank you, Jesus. Tammy has a praise report. I was taking a photograph of a pair of limbs that I was going to sell on just plain stainless. They were just plain stainless steel reading lamps that were extra and I no longer needed. In the photo, I noticed the head and face of a serpent like a demonic creature. I knew it was not from the lamp, so I asked the Lord where it was coming from. He showed me immediately in the bottom of the china cabinet there was an antique tank hand-painted picture that was given to my mother, and on the handle was a bronze-colored dragon. I did my spiritual warfare. I wrapped in a trash bag, crushed it with a sledgehammer. The older the odor of sulfur came just came from it, although it was empty and clean. Praise the Lord. Winnie has a praise report. Glory to God. Lately, the Lord healed my stomach, two conditions. Twice I was feeling unwell, and he healed me by me puking out sometimes, but not from food I ate. He healed me from muscle cramps. And I noticed he also healed me from the soles of my feet. I walked a long distance and forgot to stretch to reduce pain, and I noticed my muscles never ached even the next day. The soles of my feet didn't hurt no more like burning fire, like I before to the point of taking painkillers to be able to sleep. I even stopped wearing extra padded footwear and no pain. He has corrected my hearing. The volume of sounds would be so high than normal. One morning I was listening to the birds. I felt like someone was reducing the volume, but my volume. My eyes are improving day by day. The Lord and magnify your great and marvelous are all thy works. Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways I 
fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, and thou only art holy. I worship before thee, for the judgments are made manifest. True and righteous are your judgments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just praise you, Lord, for that wonderful praise reports. Now, saints, I need to stop for there today. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. These are wonderful praise reports, and we'll continue them next time. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Those are some marvelous praise reports. I mean marvelous. Why? Because people are growing, and they're growing in faith. Amen? Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The United States is sending fighter jets as well as a Navy destroyer to the Strait of Hormuz and the Gulf of Oman in order to bolster security and deter threats to commercial ships. The Defense Department announced on July 17th. Mm-hmm. That was two days ago. Deputy Pentagon Press Secretary Sabrina Singh said in a press briefing that the F-35 fighters and the F-16s and the destroyer USS Thomas Hudner which was previously in the Red Sea, will be deployed to the U.S. Central Command Area of Responsibility. This, she said, will help defend U.S. interests and safeguard freedom of navigation in the region. The increased presence is in response to a number of recent alarming events in the Strait, Ms. Singh said, pointing to two separate incidents earlier this month during which the Iranian Navy attempted to illegally seize two oil tankers in waters between Iran and Oman. One of those ships, the Marshall Islands flagged oil tanker TRF Moss, was initially approached by an Iranian naval vessel on July 5th and harassed, according to a statement from U.S. naval forces. However, the Iranian ship left after a U.S. Navy guided missile destroyer, the USS McFall, arrived on scene, the Navy said. Approximately three hours later, the oil tanker Richmond Voyager, which was flying under the flag of the Bahamas, was also approached by an Iranian naval vessel while it was more than 20 miles off the coast of Muscat in Oman and transiting international waters toward the Arabian Sea, officials said. The Iranian vessel, according to the U.S. Navy, had tried to hail the commercial tanker to stop at one point, firing multiple shots at the vessel from both small arms and crew-served weapons. No casualties were reported, and the Richmond incident... Oh, I'm sorry, and the Richmond Voyager sustained no significant damage, officials said. However, several rounds hit the ship's hull near the crew's living spaces. Much like the first incident, the Iranian Navy vessel finally left after the USS McFall arrived on the scene, the Navy said. The Strait of Hormuz separates Iran from the Arabian Peninsula and roughly 21% of the world's oil supply flows through it. 
according to data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. According to the Navy, the United States and its partners increased the rotation of ships and aircraft patrolling the strait in May amid an uptick of Iranian merchant vessel seizures. Uh, Ten attack aircraft have also been patrolling the skies in the area where the McFall has remained in the Gulf region to boisterous among shipping lanes. Despite an increased U.S. presence, Iran has harassed, attacked, or seized roughly 20 international merchant vessels since 2021 and poses a clear threat to regional maritime security and global economy, the Navy said. Relations between both Washington and Tehran have been deteriorating amid reports that the latter is continuing to bolster its nuclear program and enrich uranium close to weapons-grade levels. Washington has been trying to revive excuse me, the 2015 Iran nuclear deal, also known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, for months in an effort to prevent Iran from bolstering its nuclear program, but has so far not reached a resolution with Tehran. In the light of this continued threat, and in coordination with our partners and allies, the department is increasing our presence and ability to monitor the strait and surrounding waters, she said on Monday. We call upon Iran to immediately cease these destabilizing actions that threaten the free flow of commerce through this strategic waterway, of which the world depends on for more than one-fifth of the world's oil supply, she added. So we want to thank for his adjudications and protections in such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. President Joe Biden authorized the Pentagon to order up to 3,000 reserve troops to be ready to deploy to Europe. Mr. Biden said in his order on Thursday that he determined it is necessary to augment the active armed forces of the United States for the effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve in and around the United States European Command's area of responsibility. It's not immediately clear whether the Pentagon plans to actually deploy the reservists anytime soon. Operation Atlantic Resolve has provided deployments of combat credible forces to Europe since 2014. The effort was launched in response to Russia's annexation of Ukraine's Crimea Peninsula. Continued rotational deployments of troops to Europe seek to build military readiness. Mr. Biden's order designates Operation Atlantic Resolve as a contingency operation for the first time. Army Lieutenant General Douglas Sims, the director of the operations for the Joint Staff, quarters at a press briefing on Thursday that the new designation benefits troops and families with increases in authorities, entitlements, and access to the reserve component forces and personnel. Mr. Biden's executive order reaffirms the unwavering support and commitment to the defense of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization's eastern flank in the wake of Russia's illegal and unprovoked war on Ukraine, he said. The lieutenant general noted that the reservists who may be ordered to active duty are not additional forces. These are forces that will augment what we already have there. 
As an example, he said the U.S. European Command might decide over time that someone from a reserve component unit may be able to take over tasks currently being done by active duty troops. In the terms of where forces will go, it's really up to the U.S. European Command commander's decision. U.S. European Command is preparing to use the new authority to continue the United States commitment to NATO's collective security, spokesman Navy Captain Bill Speaks said in a news release on Thursday. These authorities will ensure long-term resilience in UCOM's continued heightened level of presence and operations. This will not change current force posture levels in Europe, he noted. Uh, Lieutenant Sim, Lieutenant General Sims said that the Pentagon support requirements have grown based on the level of troop presence and operations in the U.S. UCOM area of operations. The new authorities provided by Mr. Biden's order will help the Pentagon better sustain its enhanced presence and levels of operation there, he said. According to Mr. Biden's order, the units deployed can't exceed 3,000 total members at any one time. Of these, up to 450 may be members of the individual ready reserve. This mobilization category covers soldiers who recently departed from active duty. From active duty, but have a contractual commitment to their branch or soldiers who have moved from active duty to be part of the reserve but have not been assigned to a particular unit. In 2022, the Biden administration enhanced the U.S. force posture in Europe, which included adding 20,000 additional U.S. forces, bringing the total of U.S. military personnel in Europe to 100,000. Since Russia invaded Ukraine in February 2022, the United States has provided Ukraine with over $40 billion in security assistance. Lieutenant General Sims told reporters on Thursday that the controversial cluster bombs the Biden administration last week announced it was sent to Ukraine have since arrived. The so-called cluster munitions, after they are fired, open in midair and release small bombs or bomblets over a wide area to strike several targets simultaneously. They can be delivered by planes, artillery, and missiles. Two-thirds of NATO countries have banned such weapons because they can cause many civilian casualties. Earlier this week, Mr. Biden met Ukrainian President Zelensky and other group of seven G7 leaders at the NATO summit in Lithuania, during which he and other G7 leaders issued a joint declaration of support for Ukraine. Mr. Biden said the declaration will make it clear that our support will last long into the future, adding we're going to help Ukraine build a strong, capable defense across land, air, and sea. Mr. Zelensky expressed frustration during the NATO summit that NATO members have failed to provide a timeline for Ukraine to join NATO, writing on Twitter on July 11th, that it is an unprecedented and absurd when a time frame is not set neither for the invitation nor for Ukraine's membership. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on July 12th reiterated the Biden administration's position 
that admitting Ukraine to NATO would likely result in conflict with Russia. Look, I understand Ukraine's desire to be in NATO as fast as possible. That is absolutely their right to seek admission and press for it and to advocate for it, he told the news channel. But every NATO ally, including the United States, needs to look squarely at the fact that the admission of Ukraine into NATO at this juncture means war with Russia. That is an inescapable fact. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Do many other rich countries stop forcibly sterilizing indigenous women, numerous activists, doctors, politicians, and at least five class action lawsuits say the practice has not ended in Canada? A state a correction, a Senate report last year concluded this horrific practice is not confined to the past, but clearly is continued today. In May, a doctor was penalized for forcibly sterilizing an indigenous woman in 2019. Indigenous leaders say the country is yet to fully reckon with its, dub, its troubled colonial past or put a stop to a decades-long practice that is considered a type of genocide. There are no solid estimates on how many women are still being sterilized against their will or without their knowledge, but indigenous experts say they regularly hear complaints about it. Senator Yvonne Boyer, whose office is collecting the limited data available, says that at least 12,000 women have been affected since the 1970s. Whenever I speak to an indigenous community, I'm swamped with women telling me that forced sterilization happened to them. Boyer, who has an indigenous Metis heritage, told the Associated Press, medical authorities in Canada's Northwest Territories issued a series of punishments in May, and what may be the first time a doctor has been sanctioned for forcibly sterilizing an indigenous woman, according to documents obtained by the AP. The case involves Dr. Andrew Kotstika who performed an operation to relieve an indigenous woman's abdominal pain in November 2019. He had her written consent to remove her right fallopian tube. But the patient, an Inuit woman, had not agreed to the removal of her left tube. Losing both would leave her sterile, despite objections from other medical staff during the surgery. He took out both fallopian tubes. The investigation concluded there was no medical justification for the sterilization, and he was found to have engaged in unprofessional conduct. Kostika's severe error in surgical judgment was unethical, cost, to the patient, cost the patient the chance to have more children, and could undermine trust in the medical system, investigators said. The case was likely not exceptional. Thousands of indigenous Canadian women over the past seven decades were coercively sterilized in line with eugenics legislation that was deemed that deemed them unfair, inferior. Now you know Bill Gates is one of our most famous eugenicists. I'll leave that right there. In the U.S., forced sterilizations of Native American women mostly ended in the 1970s after new regulations were adopted requiring informed consent. 
The Geneva Conventions describe forced sterilization as a type of genocide and crime against humanity, and the Canadian government has condemned reports of forced, forced sterilization elsewhere, including among uh, whatever, all oh, those women in China. I don't know how to pronounce that without messing it up. In 2018, U-Y-G-H-U-R. In 2018, the U.N. Committee Against Torture told Canada it was concerned about persistent reports of forced sterilization, saying all allegations should be investigated and those found responsible held accountable. In 2019, Prime Minister Trudeau acknowledged that the murders and disappearances of indigenous women across Canada amounted to genocide. But activists say little has been done to address ingrained prejudices against indigenous, allowing forced sterilizations to continue. In a statement, the Canadian government told the AP it was aware of allegations that indigenous women were forcibly sterilized, and the matter is before the court. Sterilization of women without their informed consent constitutes an assault and is a criminal offense, the government said. We recognize the pressing need to end this practice across Canada, it said, adding that it is working with provincial and territorial authorities, health agencies, indigenous groups to eliminate systemic racism in the country's health system. Boyer, the senator collecting data on the issue, recall, once being approached by a tearful indigenous woman describing her forced sterilization. It made my knees buckle to hear her story and to realize how common it was, Boyer said. Nothing has changed legally or culturally in Canada to stop this. Indigenous people comprise about 5% of Canada's nearly 40 million people with the biggest populations residing in the north, Yukon and the Northwest Territories. The more than 600 indigenous communities known as First Nations face significant health challenges compared to other Canadians. Suicide rates among indigenous youth are six times higher than their counterparts, and the life expectancy of First Nations people is about 14 years less than other Canadians. Under the 1990s, until the 1990s, indigenous people were mostly treated in racially segregated hospitals, where there were reports of rampant abuse. It's difficult to say how common sterilization, with or without consent, happens. Canada's National Health Agency doesn't routinely collect sterilization data, including the ethnicity of patients or under what conditions it happens. In 2019, Sylvia told the Senate, Tuckanow told the Senate committee investigating forced sterilizations about how she gave birth at a Saskatoon hospital in July 2001. She described her being disoriented from medication and being tied to a bed as she cried. I could smell something burning, she said. When the doctor said, when the doctor was finished, he said, there, tied, cut, and burnt. Nothing will get through that, Tucker now said, referring to her singed fallopian tubes. She said she hadn't consented to the procedure. The Senate committee's work was prompted by a previous 2016 investigation led by Senator Boyer into about two dozen, into about a dozen forced sterilizations of indigenous women in a Saskatchewan hospital in November. A report documented 
nearly two dozen forced sterilizations in Quebec from 1980 to 2019, including one woman who said her doctor told her after bladder surgery that he removed her uterus at the same time without her consent. The report concluded that doctors and nurses insistently questioned whether a First Nations or Inuit mother wants to be sterilized after the birth of her first child seems to be an existing practice in Quebec. Some women were not even aware they were sterilized. Morningstar Mercredi, an Alberta-based indigenous author, was sterilized as a 14-year-old but didn't find out until decades later when she sought help after being unable to conceive. I went into a canatonic stage and had a nervous breakdown, she wrote in her 2021 book, Sacred Bundles Unborn. She told the AP the cost to First Nations peoples of car sterilizations was staggering, noting the procedures were previously routine in indigenous residential schools and hospitals. These many generations of indigenous persons denied life is an, is an effective genocide, she said. The Senate report on forced sterilization made 13 recommendations, including compensating victims, measures to address systemic racism in health care, and a formal apology. In response to questions from the AP, the Canadian government said it has taken steps to try to stop forced sterilization, including investing more than $87 million Canadian dollars, $65 million, to improve access to culturally safe health services, one-third of which supports indigenous midwifery initiatives. Last year, the government allocated $6.2 million Canadian dollars, $7 million, to help survivors of forced sterilization. It said the Senate report was further evidence of a broader need to eliminate racism and acknowledge that bias in the health system continues to have catastrophic effects on First Nations, Inuits, and Metis communities. Dr. LaFontaine, the first indigenous president of the Canadian Medical Association, recalls times in his own training when it was unclear whether indigenous women had agreed to sterilization. In my residency, there were situations where we would do C-sections on patients and someone would lean over and say, so we'll also clip her fallopian tubes, he said. It never crossed my mind whether these patients had an informed conversation about sterilization, he said, adding he assumed that that had happened before patients were on the operating table. One problem, LaFontaine says, is that many First Nations women must fly hundreds of miles south to deliver their babies. That happens because we literally did not build any health facilities where indigenous people live, he said. Jerry Sharp, president of Inuit Women of Canada, said health centers serving Inuit women often aren't staffed by indigenous people, resulting in translation problems. For example, in Inuit culture, people often communicate with facial expressions like raising their eyebrows for yes or winking their nose for no. Doctors will be speaking and they look to the woman to acknowledge something. When she raises her eyebrows, the doctor labels it as non-responsive, Sharp said. Dr. Affleck, who made a 2021 film, The Unforgotten, about the pervasive racism against Canada's 
Indigenous people said the way forced sterilization happens now is more subtle than in the past. He noticed an ongoing power imbalance in the country's health system. If you have a white doctor saying to an indigenous woman, you should be sterilized, it may very likely happen, he said. There are at least five class action lawsuits against health, provincial, and federal authorities involving forced sterilizations in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Quebec, British Columbia, Manitoba, Ontario, and elsewhere. May Sarah Cardinal, the representative plaintiff in the Alberta case, said she was pressured into having her tubes tied after having her second child in 1977. But the doctor never explained the procedure was irreversible. The doctor told me, there are hard times ahead, and how are you going to look after a bunch of kids? What if your husband leaves? Now, he had no business saying that. Cardinal told the AP, I was afraid if I didn't go through with it, they would be angry with me, and I didn't feel like I had a say. Cardinal only realized she'd been a victim of forced sterilization when her daughter, Anita, pieced it together after watching a video in a university class about genetics, eugenics and forced sterilization. My mother had always told me she wanted more children, but that she didn't have a choice, Anita Cardinal said. May Sarah Cardinal said she recalled her doctor asking if she and her husband were Native Canadians and wondered why that should make a difference. I would see mothers with their kids, and my heart ached not being able to have more, she said. Kostaka, the OBGYN who carried out the surgery that left an indigenous woman sterile in 2019, was the president of the Northwest Territories Medical Association and held teaching positions at several Canadian universities. Documents show an anesthetist came alarmed when he said during the surgery to remove the woman's right fallopian tube. Let's see if I can find a reason to take the left tube as well. Kostaka told investigators he was voicing his thought process out loud, that that removing both tubes would lessen the woman's pelvic pain, the documents say. Describing Kostaka's action as a violation of ethical obligations, investigators suspended Kostaka's medical license for five months ordered him to take an ethics course and reimburse the cost of the injury. The Northwest, why didn't they just take his license? The Northwest Territories Health Department said it was the first time a non-consensual medical procedure had been referred for investigation. The woman is suing Kostaka and hospital authorities for $6 million Canadian dollars. That's $4.38 million. There was no suggestion in the documents that Kostaka was motivated by racism. Kostaka declined to comment. The Canadian government could not comment on Kostaka's actions but said forced sterilization is illegal and prosecutable under Canadian criminal law, and he should be taken that way. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police in the Northwest Territory said there is no criminal investigation in Kostaka. People don't want to believe things like this are happening in Canada. People don't want to believe things like this are happening in Canada. People don't want to believe. People don't want to believe. Things like this are happening in Canada. But cases like this explain why entire First Nation populations still feel unsafe. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's a mindset in Canada 
and the U.S. and other places where people don't want to believe that things are as bad as they are. People need to change, and people need to come to deal with truth and the facts. Amen? The Royal Canadian Mounted Police in the Northwest Territories says there is no criminal investigation into Kostaka. Well, I think there ought to be. People don't want to believe things like this are happening in Canada, but cases like this explain why entire First Nation populations still feel unsafe. Dr. Malhortra, medical officer of the First Nations Health Authority in British Columbia. Despite Canada's reputation as a progressive society, it continued forced sterilization of indigenous women, puts it alongside countries like India and China, where the practice mostly affects women from ethnic minorities. In Europe, forced sterilizations affected more than 90,000 Roma women in past decades in the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, and Bulgaria. Court rulings, apologies from the governments, reparations programs, and modified health policies have mostly stamped out the practice. The last known forced sterilization on the continent was in 2012. In 1976, the U.S. found that forced sterilizations happened in at least one-third of the regions where the government provided health services to Native Americans. The U.S. government has never formally apologized or offered compensation. Indigenous leaders in Canada say an official apology would be a critical step towards rebuilding the country's fractured relationship with First Nations people. Only the province of Alberta has apologized and offered some compensation to those affected before 1972. McCready says she continues to endure the repercussions of being sterilized without her knowledge decades ago. Those who subject women to this must be held accountable, she said. No amount of therapy or healing can reconcile the fact that my human right to have children was taken from me. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication and his punishment. Amen. Concerning such, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning at Oregon Health and Science University has admitted a surgeon at Oregon Health and Science University has admitted to performing irreversible transgender surgeries on prepubescent children, raising significant ethical and medical concerns. Dr. Blair Peters, a queer surgeon, acknowledged the challenges of obtaining consent from young children who have not experienced sexual feelings and have limited ability to comprehend the post-surgical procedures. The admissions shed light on the complexities and potential risks associated with these surgeries and their long-term outcomes. Dr. Blair Peters, a Canadian-trained surgeon at Oregon Health and Science University, discussed the complexities surrounding transgender surgeries on prepubescent children. Peters highlighted the difficulties of obtaining informed consent, particularly when it comes to procedures like pubertal suppression and potential future genital surgery. The lack of sexual experiences and limited understanding of these young patients 
made consent and post-surgical care challenging to navigate. Peters pointed out the difficulties in providing post-operative care for young patients who have undergone transgender surgery. Specifically, the surgeon noted the challenges faced by young boys who require repeated painful dilation to prevent their just-created vaginal canal from closing up. The intensive and invasive post-operative care for dilation poses a significant barrier for these young patients, especially considering their limited engagement with their genitalia. Peters admitted that there is a lack of long-term outcome data regarding these experimental surgeries on children and adolescents. The medical community is still in the early stages of learning about the effects of pubertal suppression and genital surgeries in this population. Ongoing research at Oregon Health and Science University aims to provide more insights and establish a better understanding of the outcomes and potential risks associated with these procedures. The growing public pushback against transgender surgeries on children, as well as the medical sector's increasing marketing of transgenderism to young individuals, has become a contentious issue. These admissions by Dr. Peters have drawn criticism online and led to further discussions about the potential harms and ethical implications of performing irreversible surgeries on prepubescent children. Some Republican politicians, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, have actively opposed transgender surgery and championed public concerns on the matter. The debate surrounding transgender surgeries on children requires careful consideration of both transgender rights and child welfare. Balancing individual autonomy, informed consent, and the potential long-term physical and psychological effects of these surgeries is crucial. It is essential to engage in open and honest dialogue to ensure the well-being and protection of children while respecting the rights and identities of transgender individuals. Dr. Peters, admissions regarding performing irreversible transgender surgeries on prepubescent children have sparked a renewed discussion on the ethical and medical complexities of these procedures. The challenges of obtaining informed consent and providing appropriate post-surgical care raise significant concerns as public awareness grows. It is essential to foster informed and empathetic discussions to navigate this, navigate this complex terrain, ensuring the best interests of children while upholding the principles of individual rights and medical ethics. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Marshall. Praise the living God. Wow. Thank you, Lord. We're here for such a time as this. Thank you, Father, for not leaving us as orphans. And thank you, Jesus, for giving us the, the ability to groan in the spirit. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. He said, if two of you on earth agree such anything as it shall be done by my Father, which is in heaven. And Father, you said, you're able to deliver all those that are oppressed, Father God, all those in harm's way, and all these various issues that Pastor Sabrina has just read through, Father God. We come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace in time of need with our big brother Jesus because of the blood of the covenant. We ask for adjudication intervention, Father God. You know what's going on and why all these things are going on. Pastor Sabrina's read the conventional, at least from the AP and all that, 
uh, view of it, not the alternative press point of view necessarily. We thank you for Dr. I mean, for Ron DeSantis' point of view being expressed. Father God, we know that there's a plan here. There's a plan that does not involve the best interest of those you created. Father God, you'll not forsake the work of your own hands, Father God. For all those in harm's way, including those involved uh, with the U.S. Navy's deployment and all these being called up, Father God, yeah, the, the additional 3,000 being called up to uh, send them forth to um, Poland or wherever, to, to Europe, just taking more and more and more and more and more uh, military resources, not just armament, not just finances, not just resources, not just ammunition, but people. People, some of them who had just recently left the military, Father God, to bring them back to active duty, to call in the reserves, Father God, and all those involved, Father God, with this deployment, Father God, to protect so-called the flow of oil. Well, the flow of oil would have been fine if the uh, so-called Biden regime had not already uh, limited the production of oil in this nation. We, America had so-called America, the United States of America, the corporation of the United States, had actually been uh, virtually energy independent uh, before Biden stepped into his role and however he got there. In Jesus' name. So we know that there's an agenda going on, Father God. And they're trying to pretend like they're, oh, they're good guys. They're trying to do what's right. All these people are trying to do what's right. They, may, they put it in such nice terms, Father God, to protect and to, and to uh, do all this stuff, to protect the flow of oil, to protect uh, the, the, the people in Ukraine. Oh, really? Why do they need cluster bombs? Pastor Zabrina read that they're outlawed by most of the European uh, nations, Father God. It's outlawed pretty much all over the world. Well, why do they want to bring these things in? Why do they want to bring in things that are even human beings realize that these things are not ethical? Why would you want to have so many civilian casualties from these little things that can be scattered like like buckshot from a shotgun instead of if you're trying to just shoot one little deer, you just need one bullet. You don't need lots of little things scattering around taking out all the other little animals in the area. Father, got all the little bunny rabbits and the squirrels and everything else unless you want to have squirrel stew or something. But, Father God, these are human beings created in your image. So, Father God, we ask for your divine help and adjudication for all those in harm's way, including those involved in the U.S. Navy, those being recalled, uh, coming back, uh, the 3,000 being sent abroad, so they're not home to protect. Why aren't they protecting U.S. borders, northern and southern borders? Why aren't they protecting uh, the um, military bases? where China's built all those little things and bought all the property right next to the U.S. military bases, Father God. Why are they being sent abroad? Why are they not talking about well, all the people are being flooding across, especially the southern border, but even the northern border? Why is this being covered up? Father God, we think of it as things coming out concerning what's going on with the sterilizations that's been going on in Canada for quite some time. And we thank you, Father God, all this eugenics, which I didn't even imagine how could people want to do that. Oh, because some people are, um, some people have a nickname for them called lizard heads, meaning they, they only care about their own carnal desires. They're not, they don't have any compassion. Jesus repeatedly referred to when he did all of the miracles, he was moved by compassion. Father God is love. God is love. So Jesus was moved by compassion, by love. When he did those things, when there was the, the widow woman who had lost her son, she didn't have a husband to protect her. They didn't have any little government programs to provide for her. So if her son was gone, he was her only child, well, how was she going to get by? 
Jesus stepped in because he was moved by compassion. Father, we ask you to pour forth of your spirit because we know without your spirit, we can't really have the God kind of compassion, the agape love, Father God, that moved Jesus to do all these things. And we're called to be part of the body of Christ. So we ask you to pour forth of your spirit, even as you said, Father God, that you would do that, Father God. Especially for all those that claim to be Christians, those that are waiting upon you, they're gazing into your eyes. Because you said you're only coming for those who are looking for you, Jesus, those that are waiting for the Lord. And you said, I'm going to read Psalm 104, starting verse 27, by primarily getting down to verse 30. These all wait upon thee. Thou mayest give them their meat in due season. Thou givest them, they gather. Thou openest thine hand, they are filled with good. Who's good? Only God is good. Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die, return to their dust. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created. Thou renewest the face of the earth. And how do you do that? By your spirit. The same spirit that moved over the waters in Genesis. When you created us, Father God, when you created the living beings, Father God, the human beings created in your image. And we thank you, Father God, for pouring forth of your spirit. We thank you, Father God. You said in Isaiah, so we ask you to pour forth of your spirit. You said in the last days, I pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Not just in Ukraine, not just in Canada. Every nation, Father God, not just in you. Every nation, Father God. Every nation all over the earth, Father God. Yes, in Mexico. Yes, in Canada. Every single nation, Father God. In every nation in Europe. Yes, even Albania, Father God. Interesting that I just happened to walk in and my wife had the TV on. She dozed off. But the TV was talking about a country I visited some almost close to 30 years ago. And they just opened to the West. And they listed it as the last European nation to have a uh, dictatorial communist controlled country. Huxa or Huxa, whatever his name was. And how those people were controlled by this dicta- dictatorial uh, person who loved communism, Father God. And the people couldn't even have bananas or anything. So it finally opened up to the West. Father God, you know how to pour forth of your spirit. You got a hold of those people in Albania. You can get a hold of the people in the United States that think communism is a great thing. Dictatorial communism is a great thing, Father God. The people in Europe that think that dictatorial communism by uh, somebody who's installed, like this person in, in Ukraine, some people think he was installed there back in 2014. So we ask you to pour forth of your spirit. And you said in Isaiah 32:15, until the spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness become a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. And the work of righteousness shall be peace, shalom. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. You give your people divine shalom, divine peace, Father God, because we can't make ourselves righteous. We receive your abundance of grace and your gift of righteousness, Father God, because of the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the privilege of being a partaker of the divine nature. We thank you for the privilege of living by you, Lord Jesus, by your words. Thy words were found, and we did eat them. Man does not live by physical food alone, bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. And you said, if my people, which are called by my name, all over the earth, not just Ukraine, not just Canada, not just the United States, every European nation, not just in, in, in the United Kingdom, not just Switzerland, every nation, if my people, which are called by my name, not just Germany, 
People called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Father, we need healing. Not just for these Inuits up in Canada, Father God, and the other indigenous people in the United States that have been denied their rights as human beings created in the image of God. You made us all of one blood, red and yellow, black and white. We're all precious in your sight. You made no mistakes, Father God. You made no mistakes. We ask you to pour forth of your spirit because we can't do it. But you can by your spirit, Lord. And all things do work together for good for those who love the Lord if it into his plans, Father God. And we thank you for anointing the Lord Jesus with that oil of gladness, Father God. The same Holy Ghost, that's the same Holy Ghost that comes to dwell in us, like it talks about in that When we drink into one spirit with him in First Corinthians twelve thirteen, when we have the same Holy Ghost, Father God, that same oil of gladness, as I heard about a, a brother in the Lord who has had many, many people who's had contacts with different uh, variations of the Christian church, Father God. He, he's a, a, a person who has been spirit-filled for many years, Father God, and he had a stroke and was in the hospital. And what did the Holy Ghost do with him? He had an oil of the oil of gladness just bubble bubbled out of him. He caused everybody to keep laughing. They said that people in the emergency room never had people laugh so hard. Father God, he, he, the doctor came and said, "Oh, you had a stroke. Oh, what kind of stroke did I have? A backstroke? A golf stroke? What kind of stroke?" Everybody was laughing. Father God, we thank you for giving us that oil of joy. Father God, we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Father God, even in hard and challenging times. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you for giving us a different perspective. Father God. Those people, those people, those indigenous people standing up, Father God, waking up to what was done to them, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for, that, for the daughter of that woman who learned about the forced genocide, Father God, in, in Canada, Father God. And this doctor who was trained in Canada, who thinks that being the transgender is a good thing, well, apparently that doctor agrees with um, Satan's plans that came against the Jewish people he, uh, when uh, Pharaoh wanted all the Jewish boys to be uh, offered to the river God and just thrown into the river. But you got Moses out, Father God, and you can draw us out of many waters. How about that? The enemy may try to come in like a flood, but the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Thank you the power of your cross. Satan, you're bound. Every mind-blinding spirit is bound. Every one of those perverse spirits. Father, we pray for those who are despiteful to use us, including the doctors in every nation. And, they, and the people with lots of money, like Bill Gates, that are forcing this agenda, the people from the WEF, the people in the WHO, the World Homicide Organization, WHO, the World Homicide Organization, they want to steal, kill, and destroy. We thank you for overturning their plans, Father God, because we come boldly before your throne of grace in agreement because of the blood of covenant. And you said, ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. You said, everyone that asketh, receiveth, he that seeketh, find, and him that knocketh. It shall be open. Thank you. You're no respecter of persons. You can just open the door of faith to the Jewish people. That is, the real Jewish people who believe in the Torah, not the Khazar Jews that have a different gospel. They have a gospel that's sort of uh, the gospel of Satan, maybe, synagogue of Satan. Father God, we ask you to deliver all those in Ukraine from the Nazis who really are not kind of – some of them say they're Jews. They're not Jews. Father God, with all the different Nazis, they're not just neo-Nazis. They're real Nazis, Father God. They want to kill their own people, bring in cluster bombs. We ask you to deliver each one from all the plans of the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan, you're on every spirit of perversion. Every ungodly spirit, the spirit of mammon is bound. Every spirit of perversion behind their transgender surgeries, trying to bring people in. Because those people that are involved with transgenderism, they realize they can't reproduce. What do they need to do? Oh, they need to have lots of children they can groom and make sure that, that they can't reproduce on their own so they can have perverse sex with 
with people that don't even women that don't have real vaginas that don't, that don't have all kinds of surgical complications, Father God, because the little children didn't know what they were doing. Father, forgive them; they didn't know what they were doing. They just listened to their perverse teachers, the grooming teachers, Father God. We ask you, Father God, that the people in all the territories in Canada, in all, not just the Northwest Territories, all the areas of Canada, all the areas of the United States, all the areas in Ukraine, all the areas in every nation, Father God, that you'll wake them up, Father God. You know how to wake up the sleeping giant. You know how to wake up those people who don't want to believe, as Pastor Sabrina said over and over, that people don't want to believe. Well, surely the, uh, the, the health authorities wouldn't give us uh, any medical intervention that wasn't for our benefit. Oh, they, they, they want to help us, don't they? Are some of them um, people, like I referred to as lizard heads, that have no compassion? So that some of the newer doctors, they make up their own, uh, they call it Hippocratic Oath. I suppose it sounds more like a hypocritical oath, Father God. Interesting play on words, Father God. That all these people, they're forced to take these uh, from the queer surgeon, have these, these all these complications, and not just physical complications, horrific emotional complications, hor- horrific wild changes in hormones. And we know some women, natural, healthy women, they have babies, and the hormones flip back and forth when they're pregnant, when they're not pregnant. And that's enough of a challenge, Father God. That's enough. Most <laughs> I've never been a woman, so I don't know. But if people have enough challenges just with the normal hormone changes, let alone the perversion. And all the transgender people joining the military, uh, they're exempt from being in battle. They have to stay back because, well, if they were on the front lines and they couldn't get their hormones, what would happen to them? Oh, my goodness, they might get their, their little uh, uh, pink slippers dirty or something. Father God, we, we, ask, we pray for those, Father God, even as Pastor Pat had such compassion on that man who came to her ministry so many years ago, decades ago, I guess now, and he was planning to become a woman. And, 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 and she reached out to him in love and compassion because faith worketh by love, like it says in Galatians 5, 6. Without love, we can't do anything. Jesus did everything with love. That's how all the miracles happened because Father God did it through him. And that's how he's doing it through us when we deny ourselves and allow him to flow through us by his spirit. Thank you for groaning through us by your spirit. Thank you for praying through us. Thank you for teaching your children. Yes, you teach all of your children, Father God. Red and yellow, black and white, Inuit, all the people, Father God. I heard about a, a, a Canadian indigenous person who had all her paperwork and was brought to the U.S. border to escape the persecution in Canada, and they took all her paperwork from her and denied her access. And then she's repeatedly raped and molested, Father God. And her own father standing up for her, Father God. He, he woke up. He woke up, Father God. And, Father God, they're both so patient and kind, so filled with the Spirit, Father God, because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, love not our lives unto the death. They're praying, Father God, and have a great plan, Father God, because you have a great plan for all of your people to wake up the body of Christ in Canada, the United States, and all the people in Mexico, Father God. There's some lovely people down in Mexico. There's some lovely people being brought up uh, through the Darien Gap with the U.S., is, is funding the people being brought up, Father God, where they're spending all this money to bring people, lots and lots of people, even military-aged people, being brought up, uh, unaccompanied minors being brought up from the southern border. But they're not just coming from the southern, southern border. They're coming from the northern border, too. 
Oh, Father God, the people just don't, they want to they want to bring in a lot of new people in the United States. It's not thoughtful, Father God. But Father God, we love every human being because you told the Jewish people they used to be strangers, Father God, when they were in captivity in uh, in Egypt, Father God. And they told them that because they were aliens in a strange land, they had to be compassionate on others who were aliens. So help us to have the compassion, Father God, but help us to be wise as serpent, harmless as dove. Father God, we ask you to send your warring angels to fight for each one of us. And all these witchcraft curses, all the witchcraft being done to try and pervert the children, try and pervert and harm your children. You don't want one of them to perish, Father God. That's what it says. You don't care. You don't, you don't want any of these little ones to perish, Father God. It says in, in Matthew 18:14. So we ask you to deliver all the children, Father God. And that's just in Oregon. But all the children, those that are denied even the ability to be born, Father God, in Canada. How about in, how about in the United States? How about Africa? They've been doing this for a long time with Bill Gates' help. Father God, giving them vaccines that caused the women to be sterilized. And it was that it just always oh, just a little mistake. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, Father God. Father, we ask for you, because he says he wants to reduce the world's population by oh, at least 15%. I don't think they'd be happy stopping at 15%, Father God. Because why? Uh, maybe they don't like human beings because human beings are creating the image of God. And Satan hates and is terrified of every God-filled human being because they know that the spirit that's in us is greater than a little demon that's in them. Father, we bind all the witchcraft curse originally, sinful and hates the spirit's intent to do those spirits intended to do us. Render to our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom. Their reproach, whereas they ever reproach the old Lord. We ask you to expose everything they're trying to do, Father God. And we thank you, Father, for doing so in Jesus' name, even as you said in your word over in Matthew 10, 26, Father God. You told us we don't have to be afraid of them. You said, fear them not, therefore, Jesus speaking, but there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed. So we thank you for exposing these things and hid that shall not be known. Thank you for exposing what's going on in Canada, even though the people don't want to know it. Thank you for exposing the things that are being done with the so-called vaccines, Father God. Some are not even real vaccines. Thank you for giving me tactfulness and the Holy Ghost boldness to speak to my brother-in-law and his wife, who um, they're doing quite well. Thank you, Lord. But they did take the vaccines, Father God. She didn't need a pacemaker yesterday, uh, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for keeping them, even though they're in their mature years, Father God, and keeping them relatively healthy. But, Father God, we thank you for helping these doctors to wake up, the doctors that were part of that normal medical establishment that are standing up with alternative treatments for long COVID, Father God, like Pierre Corey like uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. We thank you for giving them alternatives, Father God. They don't even need medications. Yes, they can use ivermectin. It's perfectly safe. It's safer than Tylenol. It's much safer than aspirin. So we thank you, Father God, for helping many people to wake up. And we speak blindness to us, and mute to smiles, and to only hear what Jesus wants them to hear, but to each and every one of us. And we thank you, Father God, for your divine help and intervention. Your arm's not too short to save. In Jesus' name.
Thank you.